Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Hi, I'm Jill, and in the second episode of our Talk for 12 series on fun and humour, I'm joined by Alex. Alex is a mum of four. She likes good coffee, 90s music and netball. Thanks for joining me, pal. Oh, thanks, friend. It's good to be here and to be chatting with you. Alex, I don't know about you, but when I was thinking about fun in the Christian life, I think about those moments when you laugh so hard your sides hurt or something so funny or enjoyable happens that you can't wait to see someone and tell them all about it. Yeah, I agree. Those moments then when you just snort with laughter and the sheer memory of it just makes you replay it over and over again and you can't wait to say it. Alex, when you were pondering today's topic, what came to mind? What came to mind is the idea of being a Christian and having fun aren't two separate things. Our society likes to portray this idea that Christians, especially Christian women, are very suppressed and boring and there's no more fun for you. But I know for me and many women, that simply isn't the case. When I became a mother and a Christian, it was all at the same time. So I had to navigate this season of trying to keep a baby alive on zero sleep. And I met other zombie women through coming to growth group. (laughs) We spent a lot of time together, zoned out and stumbling through those early years, through tired tears, but also with fits of laughter. And some of those women that I met at my very first growth group are still some of my closest friends. And our babies are into high school now. Instead of texting and calling about the horrors of toilet training, we swap stories about hormonal teenagers and remind each other not to sell them on eBay. (laughs) On the daily, I get texts and calls and messages from mates that leave me in stitches. So when I think of where is the fun in my Christian life, I honestly don't have very far to look. So Jill, you've been a Christian for over 20 years. What about you? I haven't thought about selling kids on eBay, but I have Googled how to put kids up for adoption in Australia. (laughs) No... All jokes aside, I agree with you that the Christian life is the opposite to the killjoy that the world views Jesus as. Mm. The end of John chapter 10 verse 10 says that Jesus came so that we can have life and have it to the full. Or as the message puts it, I came so that they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. For me, that's life with an eternal perspective. It means living in a way that isn't restricted to the pressures and lies of the world. It means that even in suffering, I'm reminded of an eternal hope that covers my suffering and surrounds it with an enduring joy that comes from knowing the Lord. Mm. Let me share a story with you about what the world sees fun as. In Year 10 Geography, I was sitting next to a boy. His name was Mitchell, and he knew I was a Christian. And Year 10 was a make-or-break time for many of the Christians in my year. I had about 150 kids in my year, and a large majority of them had been to the youth group at my local church. Youth group was this place where the leaders were cool and the games were exciting and going away on camps with these people was mind-blowing fun. So here I am sitting next to Mitchell and he turns to me and he asks if I still go to youth group and if I'm a Christian. Mitchell himself had been regular at youth group in year 7 and 8 and most of year 9, but year 10 was this time of being introduced to parties and alcohol. A lot of my peers at this point were choosing to hang in a local park on a Friday night and get drunk or hook up with each other. Mitchell then explained to me how fun and exciting this was and how it was better than playing sardines in the church hall in the dark and it was better than listening to talks about Jesus. Mitchell's main problem with church was that he thought that living as a Christian was too restricting. I can remember him telling me that because I was a Christian, I had to follow Jesus' rules and that meant not getting drunk or having sex before marriage. And to Mitchell, that was the opposite of fun and the exciting life he was seeking. Now, at this point of the story, I should probably say 
then I never went to these parties and then I never got drunk and then I never kissed boys. But that would be a lie. However, when I did those things, I was left with guilt and shame. This promise of fun and excitement left me feeling physically sick from the alcohol and often quite depressed about the choices I had made the previous night. The devil is like that though, isn't he? Always holding out the apple and making these promises that are actually completely empty and leave us hollow. We get tricked by it, don't we? The world tells us to live for fun, but it leaves us feeling empty. That empty feeling you were talking about before I became a Christian is one that I know all too well. The Christian life has had many great moments for me. I had the privilege of working in a Christian school. It's a K-12 school, so I get to interact with kids of all ages. I particularly like working with those tricky kids, insert hard kids, the ones with all of the attitude and the massive chip on their shoulder. I was that kid and young person, so I get them. They are my people. They are desperate to fit in, but also wanting to stand out. They see that apple that you were talking about and they want to take a big bite of it and start living their best life. Because I have the maturity of a teenager, I can get <laughs> alongside these kids and show them that what the world says about Christianity, about it being boring and stuffy and old-fashioned, is false and speak against what they see on social media and the fun that it tells them that they need to have. Recently at our sports carnival, we had music pumping and my aim was to get those tricky, non-competing kids who thought it was all lame to get up and do something. And begrudgingly at first, they got up with me and did the nutbush. And then by the end of it, they were singing songs for house points and being total clowns. <laughs> that silliness created these connections that now allow me to speak into those kids' lives and tell them about Christ and show them that being someone who says that they follow him doesn't mean that you are stuffy and boring, that you can actually have a lot of fun without all of that baggage. Because the fun that our world tells these kids that they need to have comes with a lot of baggage, heartbreak, and leaves lasting scars. While the fun you have with Christ is actually quite freeing, and I promise hangover free. Now, this all sounds really corny, perhaps, but doing the nutbush and singing stupid songs and laughing till your belly hurts is the type of fun I'm encouraging these kids to have. Afterwards, after the carnival, my old knees hurt for days, but it was <laughs> worth it for those spontaneous fun times. And those are the times that I love about being a Christian. I love those memories that just stick out because of how fun they were. I also love that through humour, you were able to connect with these kids and share the gospel with them. Rosemary pointed out in the last episode that God is a God of fun and humour. She shared that joy and fun promote charity, courage mm. and contentment. And your funness, Alex, at school has opened a door for the gospel. I think our funness can also be a witness to others. Mm. My husband Dave and I were invited to my cousin's wedding a few years back. A lot of people were quite self-conscious and won't get up and have a dance until they've had a few drinks under their belt. But even without drinking, Dave likes to dance. And so here we were on the dance floor, busting out a move and having laughs at ourselves when Dave spots my 85-year-old grandmother sitting outside the glass window chatting with my aunties. Dave turns to me and says, watch this. He runs over to the window and proceeds to do the most ridiculous, out-of-time, spontaneous dance against the window you have ever seen. <laughs> All of my aunties start laughing and so does my grandmother. And my own mother is probably questioning why she thought Dave was a good choice for me to marry. Anyway, Dave gestures to my grandmother to come in and join him on the dance floor. And when she shakes her head, he shrugs it off and comes back to the dance floor and continues to dance with me. Later that night, a variety of different family members ask me how much Dave's had to drink and are quite shocked when I tell them he is completely sober and just enjoys dancing. This memory has always stuck with me. And when I think about fun, I also think about freedom. You see, for Dave and I, our identity is in Jesus. 
The world tells us that fun is being loved and adored for what you do and how you look or how much you have. But instead, Dave and I know that no matter what we do or how we look or how much we have, we are loved by the creator of the universe. Mm -hmm. We are children of God who have an eternity far greater than we can ever imagine. That means that we can have fun on the dance floor no matter what others think. We don't need alcohol. We don't need amazing clothes. We don't need to be the best looking people in the room. We don't even have to be good at dancing. Our fun comes from our freedom in Christ. You know, I think that's it exactly. This freedom that Christ brings means you live your life without a care in the world. I know when I have bought into the lies of this world, when I think I need X, Y, Z, is when I feel the most unfulfilled. But when I wake back up to myself and remember that I am a child of God, my identity is in Him and my purpose is to bring Him glory, truly knowing all of that and feeling it is so very freeing. I'm going through a pretty hard season and I can honestly say that I know that God has got this. He will bring my kids and I through this stronger and more grateful for his mercy and kindness to us. Because of the trust and assurance I have in Christ, all that's been done for me at the cross, I have not lost my joy and genuinely feel peace about what's to come. I know it won't all be sunshine and rainbows, but I do trust that there is still a lot more laughs and cheeky times to come. Yeah, you're right. Jesus never promised sunshines, rainbows and unicorns. Quite the opposite. (laughs) In both Matthew 16 and Luke 9, Jesus describes that following him involves picking up a cross daily. Now, I don't know about you, but I struggle to pick up a piece of firewood. It is heavy, I might get a splinter, and opening the door of the fire comes with its own risk. And here is Jesus telling me to pick up a cross, as heavy as a tree, and carry it with me each day. Jill, how can the horrendous suffering that Jesus faced on the cross be linked to fun? Well, when Jesus died and rose again, He ended the division that was between us and God. No longer was I a sinner, but now I'm a daughter of God. And on top of that, I was born into the Christian community. Not just the community at my church, but the community of believers around the world. Mm. My sister in Christ that I served on a camp with in Canada as a kayaking instructor. The brother in Christ I can pray with during a church service in Kigali in Rwanda. And the community of Christians that welcomed me when my family moved to Orange and we didn't know anyone else. And that same community like you, Alex, as a young mum who became some of your and my closest friends. And the same community who will stand before the throne of God, singing his praises in heaven with the Mm. multitude of angels. I can't comprehend how fun that'll be. The cross really does change everything. The cross means my friends are overflowing with love and care and a weekend away with the girls isn't about complaining about our husbands and kids, but about laughing until our sides hurts, taking time to pray with each other and just do life together. Yeah, the cross means that in our suffering, our hearts will still be filled with joy. When we sit in a funeral and cry our eyes out because our dear friend has gone, our tears turn to happiness as the Holy Spirit reminds us that death's not the end. The grave has been conquered and our sadness will only be for a very little time in the comparison of eternity. Fun in the Christian life is all around us. It is in the beauty of enjoying creation. It is in the music that connects our praises to our creator. It is in the relationship with our Christian sisters who love us with unconditional love. And it is in the freedom of eternity, the freedom of eternal hope. The Apostle Paul says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Let's not pretend that life is easy, because it's not. But we can still have a lot of fun along the way. And Jesus does promise that eternity is even greater and filled with more joy than we can ever imagine. Amen to that. 
Thanks for joining me today, Alex. It's been fun. It has been. Thanks for having me. Next time, Ros and Wendy kick off a new series reading the book of James. You might like to read this short book before joining that conversation. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.